Hey everyone, we're back. Kind of. Um, we know it's been a long while since we last spoke. We missed you guys. Truly, we have. But today, we're going to do a little bonus episode in between seasons just to highlight some really incredible, cool work that's been happening at Genesee County Jail in Michigan. So let's just get right into it. I'm Bhavna. And I'm Vendela. And this is Women's Health Incarcerated. Ignite is a cultural change. Yes, most jails across the country have some level of some type of educational program, usually GED, high school diploma um, programming. What makes Ignite so much different is that Sheriff Swanson had the vision to turn the Genesee County Jail into a full-blown educational center. This is Percy Glover. He is a Genesee County ambassador and currently works at the county sheriff department on all things Ignite. So for most of today's episode, it's going to be about Ignite. So Ignite stands for Inmate Growth Naturally and Intentionally Through Education. It's a program that launched in Genesee County Jail in about September of 2020, and what it does is it's really centered on providing education to incarcerated individuals. Yeah, so for example, two of the things that they really prioritize is for individuals to work towards getting their GED and their high school diplomas. Yeah, and what I personally really loved about this program, and I think, Benny, you did too when we first heard about it, Mm -hmm. is that it offers a wide variety of enrichment courses for people to be able to explore different career pathways Mm -hmm. and really also have the space and opportunity to develop skills that will allow them to seek out these jobs upon reentry. Yeah, that that stood out to me so much. Um, I think that it's just like such an awesome thing to include in this program. I know that they've also partnered with other community establishments like Albo Credit Union to provide um, financial literacy seminars, as well as like other organizations to provide healthy lifestyle seminars. So it's just a really incredible and well thought out program that's continuing to grow and expand and really try to reduce recidivism in the community. For a person that spent a little bit more than a decade in the prison system here in Michigan, Culture is a lot different then than it is today. You know, when I left prison, not a lot offered in within the Michigan Department of Corrections, nothing really offered within a jail. So if I had those tools and if I had that education, I could have hit the ground running a lot more intentionally. You know, so giving people the education and giving them the tools to be successful day one is very important in regards to recidivism. You know, uh, a lot of people fall into really desperate situations because they don't have access, they don't have resources. You know, so providing them with all of those things early on so when they are immediately released, they have a job waiting for them. They've already identified Elga as a financial institution, institution, excuse me, as where I wanna do banking, where I wanna get services from this particular institution. So they already have everything they need day one so they can hit the ground running and being successful in the most immediate sense. So it's, it's, it's super exciting for me. So in previous episodes, we've talked about the need for programming both within jails and prisons as well as programming for individuals before they even get to that point. 
And so the program that we're talking about today is fully integrated into jail, which does mean working with law enforcement. And typically in these spaces, we know that the relationship between law enforcement and incarcerated individuals isn't typically seen as productive. So when we spoke with Percy and Deputy Clark, we had the opportunity to understand how those at the Genesee County Jail are really trying to change this. And while Ignite's programming is really just one piece of the puzzle in reimagining our justice system, it's definitely been an interesting approach. Uh, so it, it's really it's really pretty cool to be able to, uh, on the law enforcement side of things, be able to, and especially in the jail, instead of just making sure they're alive and counting them uh, every hour, you can actually uh, go a step further and help them out. So uh, the, the thought is that they never come back. So that's what we do here with Ignite. Um, and like that's said, Deputy GD Clark. So we got the chance to interview Percy and Deputy Clark about a year ago, and while both of them were working together at Ignite at the time, since then Deputy Clark has actually transitioned into a role at the probation department. That being said, though, throughout the episode you're going to hear from both of them as they share about this program, as well as from us. A couple of things when you look at recidivism and generational incarceration, two things that go or play heavily into that is education and economics. People need to be educated well so they can find opportunities for economic success. So Sheriff Swanson a few years ago had a concept of, hey, we need to do this differently. The Genesee County Jail has been around since the late 1800s and it has turned into a revolving door. We've seen the same people come from week to week, month to month, year to year, decade, back and forth to jail. We've seen their children, their grandchildren follow those same steps, those same behaviors, those same patterns. So he had a concept to say, hey, what is it from an administrative side? What can I do as a sheriff to change all of this? Again, one of the big pieces to eradicating incarceration and generational incarceration is education. And it's not always in the form of traditional education. Again, it could be something as simple as for this particular person, I just didn't manage my money well. I had a job that was okay, but I continue to step outside of that job and do illegal things to acquire additional monies just because I didn't manage my money well. Or it could be substance abuse. It could be alcohol. You know, I didn't have the therapy or the services to address this. It could be something from my childhood that's still lingering emotionally and mentally. You know, so it's not always education in the most formal sense, but every person needs some level of education, some level of refreshment, something in some piece of their life. So being able to see that and have a sit down with them and being able to assess their needs and giving them appropriate attention is, you know, key to the success. For people who have found themselves in a jail or prison, specifically we're talking about the Genesee County Jail, it was a lifestyle. Their lifestyle tend to, a great deal of times, lead them to jail. So having instruction around having a healthier lifestyle as it relates to finances, eating appropriately, 
And that's not just what we consume, but the thinking behind being consumers and what we purchase from the grocery store, how we spend our money, you know, curving all those habits that are destructive. If I have a job that pays $20 an hour, that's okay. But I could be so much better financially if I stop smoking cigarettes, if I stop spending $15, $20 a day on lottery tickets, if I stop drinking alcohol, you know, so instructing them on best practices on how to manage their money and where their money is going and how destructive it is physically, financially, and emotionally on some of those spending habits. One of the things that is really prioritized in Ignite is this personalization of the education and services provided to the participants. There's this acknowledgement that each individual has different needs that went unaddressed that may have led to their incarceration. And participants are also given the freedom to explore whatever subjects interest them the most. There isn't really any set curriculum that everyone must follow. It's more just structured time provided to participants to use it how they see best in advancing their education. Here's exactly what that looks like. All right. So uh, someone gets arrested um, and they get brought to jail. Usually they're in the uh, holding tank, um, we call it, for about at a max of three days. Um, from there, they go into a COVID quarantine for 14 days. That's since they arrived at the door. After that point, they're eligible to go to uh, school, go to Ignite. So all they do is uh, we basically have easiest way to explain it is a text system here in the jail. Any inmate can essentially text me and say they want to sign up for school. Um, so they shoot me a text. I go up and see them, um, have them fill out the documents, basically just their, their simple information, their name, um, educational background, what their goals are while they're here, what they want to accomplish, um, and what they want to do once they get out. From there, I uh, give them an identification band. From there, um, they go to school. Every floor goes to school for two hours a day, an uh, hour before lunch and an hour before dinner. And from there, I mentioned every student's at a different level. So some people are working on their GEDs. Some people are maybe only a couple months away from their high school diploma. So they're working on that. Some people have both of those or one of those. So they're working on the enrichment courses. And that is essentially an a la carte. You pick what you want to do. And it's uh, computer work all on a Chromebook. Um, it's teaching you all sorts of different things from business law to social work. Um, it's pretty much an A to Z. Any kind of work that you can think of that we do here in America, you can study it if you so choose. So that's what the normal day looks like as the stu on the student side of things. Um, but, but on top of that, we have the additional courses that are in a separate room in a group-like setting. Um, so up to 30 students opposed to one-on-one -on -one student with their laptop. This is the additional courses are in a different room. Groups of 30, that's when we have our uh, Elga Credit Union class, our healthy eating class. Um, we have re-entry courses that just simply talk about what to expect from your family, you know, your loved ones uh, when you get released because although when you're in jail, your life is put on pause, everyone else is moving forward. So it talks about the importance of how to deal with that and uh, and understand that when you get out, some people are going to be mad at you, but you can't you can't fight mad with mad. So um, that's what those reentry classes cover. Uh, just recently, we've had Delta Tire. Um, they've stepped up. Um, they're a local tire shop um, in only about ten miles away from our jail, but they stepped up. Um, 
They not only want to hire people once they get out of jail, but they are also going to bring a team in to teach the basics of what to expect. So a big part about Ignite is the community partnerships that they've been able to make. When we last spoke to Percy and Deputy Clark, the program already had about 50 partnerships in place, and that number has only continued to grow in the past year. So these community partners are really what allows them to provide all of these seminars for their participants. So, for example, the financial literacy seminar, the healthy lifestyle and eating seminar, which is actually really cool because participants get to cook and learn new recipes through that. Percy and the rest of the Ignite team also work hard to build relationships with companies outside of the program that will be willing to hire participants once they're released. You have Hurley Hospital, which is unheard of for a medical facility to openly say we were higher from the offender population. Because healthcare is that one industry where if you're a convicted felon, regardless of how small the crime is, it's hard to impossible to become an employee. So we have an internationally recognized medical center openly saying, hey, we will hire the population. We will support. And not only are they supportive, they are supportive to the point where they're not only looking at jobs towards janitorial services or maintenance, but they say, hey, if there's a person that wants to become a nurse, if there's a person that wants to be a phlebotomist, if there's a person that wants to be a CNA, we will hire them. So again, we've been really blessed to have some outstanding support partners who have embraced the thinking of it's time to do something new. keep on chiming in it kind of sounds like all we talk about is how cool this program is but <laughs> it's because this program is really freaking cool it really is i mean it's just really refreshing to hear about a program like this existing you know in this yeah. capacity so i just think i feel like we exactly. have a right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and we haven't really heard about a program like this since now so it's just it, it was cool when we first were hearing about it and getting to learn more and so one really innovative component of this whole entire program is the fact that they have a few virtual reality stations. Virtual Like how cool, reality. virtual reality. Like literally what? <laughs> I mean, it is like 2022, but still like that's so cool that they're including virtual reality in this. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, when I first heard about it, I was a little confused on how it all fits in. But I later found out that these stations serve to expose participants to fields that are otherwise difficult to provide live experiences in a jail setting. Yeah, so, you know, for fields like carpentry or welding, right? Like these are um, fields where you need a lot of hands-on experience, you need supplies that you couldn't really access in a jail. So these virtual reality stations just come into play to give a little taste of what that would be like. Exactly. And so I think that fits into the overall goal of the program beautifully because, you know, Percy is really working to decrease recidivism and to really set up the participants for success once they're released. And so mm -hmm. a large part of being able to explore all of these fields is that Percy and others really do try their best to connect um you know, the participants with companies that will take them in and train them and allow them to have that hands-on 
real life experience once they are released, which is really incredible. Yeah, it really is. I also just want to take some time here to share some general stats of like the different outcomes that are coming from Ignite. So as of the end of August 2022, there have been 2,232 students enrolled in the program, nine high school diploma graduates, and 27 GED graduates. Overall, there's been 185,257 total teaching hours, which include things like healthy eating seminars, Spanish classes, virtual reality hours, book club hours, mental health and wellness hours, and many more classes and seminars and independent study times that participants were able to take part in. (laughs) That's a lot. That's that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And Percy also mentioned that Ignite really tries to make all of these accomplishments celebrated. Mm -hmm. So after getting feedback directly from the participants, Ignite has a reward system in place where even the smallest achievement will allow participants to gain some form of a reward, whether it be, you know, some commissary items or something else. Mm -hmm. But they also try to do larger celebrations like graduation. For everyone, if you graduate high school, there's a celebration. If you graduate college, there's a celebration. Not only is there a celebration, but there's a trajectory that takes you to a different place. You get an associate's degree, you get a job. You get a bachelor's degree, you get a better job. So why wouldn't we want to reward the accomplishments of the participants who are in the jail? They are very deserving as well. And unfortunately, a great deal of those people have not had that pat on their back. They have not had that, hey, great job. Hey, I'm proud of you. And those little things make all the difference in people's lives. I believe it was March or April of this year. We had, I think it was the first or second graduation we had this year. So Sheriff Swanson said, you know what? Let's do something different. We have 18 graduates. Let's invite their family members. So we didn't want to force anybody, but for who was interested, we gave them the opportunity to speak. So one of the participants got up and spoke. Sheriff Swanson asked her, said, hey, you have any family members here? She said, yes, my dad. When's the last time you saw your dad? Three years. The dad stood up. As he stood up, he's already crying. He said, I am so proud of my daughter in tears because she gets it now. And those little moments that become very emotional becomes emotional for us all because we see the change. This participant was going on to go do 25 years in prison. Congressman Kildee visited jail and she explicitly spoke to Kildee and said, I thought my life was over. I thought I was going to prison to walk the track, watch TV, maybe read a book, make a friend or two. Her exact words to Congressman Kildee, I see the ability in myself to still be able to make a difference. So it's not only a culture change, we are impacting the thinking of everyone from the participants, Deputy Clark, myself, the captains, lieutenants, Sheriff Swanson, we are learning something new every single day where we are in amazement. You know, so it's just not within the jail, it's within the jail 
everyone inside of the jail from the sheriff down to the county ambassadors to the deputies to the inmates participants to the staff and it's spilling over into the community like i'm in love with the program literally it really is such an awesome program and it just deserves all of the hype that you know we've been giving it (laughs) yeah and i do think that we need to be thinking about you know how important it is to offer programming like this to catch people before you know they ever get entangled with the legal system and we've even talked to percy and deputy clark about this as well and you know each other yeah yeah i mean i feel like even throughout our whole entire podcast even of all the episodes that we've produced it's kind of been a common theme about how we have a very shitty incarceration system very very shitty (laughs) and yep work needs to be done outside of it not just within it to really stop this whole entire cycle so you know things like better access to mental health resources to address substance use and past trauma that people have Mm -hmm. or you know percy had mentioned how not being financially literate is a huge reason that he's found where people get entangled with the with genesee county jail Mm -hmm. and so being able to integrate financial literacy into the basic education that we receive all of these things could make a world of a difference yeah exactly like such a world of a difference and just really stop this punitive and unproductive cycle that is our current incarceration system and you know i i think we even shared this thought with percy and he totally agreed that's actually a wonderful thought. So this year we'll make it the second straight annual All Children Are Equal Toy Drive. And the significance of the toy drive is to just touch on that. Destroy generational incarceration. A great deal of children mimic, follow the patterns, attitudes, and behavior of the parents. So if you have a parent that is struggling with addiction, guess what? Their children tend to struggle with addiction. If you have parents who are struggling with jail or prison, guess what? Children tend to follow those same footsteps. So all children need an extreme amount of care and attention, but children who have parent have a parent or parents incarcerated, they need a whole set of unique care, attention, love, and guidance. So the toy drive is aimed specifically to children ages 1 through 12 who has a mom and or a dad residing in the Genesee County Jail for the holidays. And we want to be those angels. We want to be those mediators. We want to be that support system to curve the direction of the children early on. We don't want to see children follow same footsteps that led the parents to jail. So, we're already examining that and we're always examining the family structure of, okay, if the dad is in prison, excuse me, if the dad is in jail, going to prison, or if the mom is in jail, how does that impact the family structure? What does that do for the children? If the dad is away, what does that do to the mom? What does this do to the son? What does it do to the daughter? We absolutely want to kill the pattern of, again, the brother, the sister, the child, the son, the daughter follow in those same footsteps. And so that that's the, that's the significant piece to the toy drive. You know, showing kids early on that there are people in the community that care about you. And even though your mom or dad is away, hey, you do not have to follow in their footsteps. Um, there are different avenues. 
And with the big goal of Ignite being to reduce recidivism in the community, they've also created a center called Ignite North that functions outside of the jail. It's essentially this hub for people to come visit if they ever need additional help readjusting into society after they've been released. So things like connecting people to potential employers, offering additional classes, stuff like that. So Ignite started in the jail um, and we've been building out since then. Um, and as we were going through the process of working this whole whole program out, we found that we need somewhere that's not related to law enforcement, that doesn't have any police cars all around the building that people can go to. And that is the 5601 Ignite North that Percy talked about uh, briefly. And that is a building um, that has a big sign out front. It's the Sheriff's Office Ignite Program building. Um, but anyone can go there and get help as far as job training. If they want to, they can go to school there if they want to go to school there. Um, so that building has been huge and that building is available to anyone that wants it. Um, I actually, we just sent a guy over there about last week. He heard about us um, in prison. He'd been locked up for about six years, but he heard about us in prison through the news and such. And he was, re, he was a re-entry, didn't really know what to do. He, it was literally like his second or third day out of jail. Um, I sent him over there. I connected him with John L and I believe John L is getting him into the CDL class. So started in jail, but is available on the outside as well. And Ignite is not without its challenges. So one of the things that they're still continuously trying to work through is the continuity for participants. So as I'm sure you guys are already aware by now, and we've talked about it in early episodes as well, but just a quick recap. Jail is a short-term facility where people will either be released back into the community or they get taken to prison, which is the long-term facility. And so each of these facilities have their own rules, their own ways of doing things. So it can definitely be a huge challenge to make sure that all of the work that the participants have done at Genesee County Jail, all of those records in terms of, you know, the educational progress and all of their achievements is being kept through all of these changes. Exactly. And also something else we talked about with Percy and Deputy Clark is what it was like teaming up with law enforcement when creating Ignite. So Percy and Deputy Clark, um, we are curious to learn more about what it's been like teaming up together you know like it's not very well known to hear about programs where incarcerated people and or formerly incarcerated people and um, law enforcement work together to create programs and we also know that you know a lot of staff members may have implicit or sometimes even explicit biases towards incarcerated people so what kinds of challenges have you experienced in combating these biases and in cultivating an environment of change um, for law enforcement as well so um, as far as selling it to the staff, it's something that we do every day. And uh, it's definitely one of our bigger challenges because these guys that have been here for, for a long time, they're stuck in their ways and, and they don't want any change in the jail or, or in society at all. But I think we just got to continue to push it. And uh, because at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. And, and we can't let someone's a handful of guys that don't think highly of the program bring it down. So it's got to keep pushing forward. Um, I think eventually it'll just be the new normal, um, especially here in Genesee County. Um, and we've already seen that within the year. At first, a lot of the staff was resistant against Ignite, 
Uh, we've been doing it for a little over a year now, like I mentioned, and it's it's to the point now where it's just normal. Um, some people, some of the staff love it, some of them hate it, but it's part of what we do here. It's it's no different than any, any other thing now. So, well, I appreciate that, Deputy Clark. It's definitely been a process. Anytime change comes, it doesn't happen immediately. You know, um, people can't see the benefits. People can't see the impact right away. So it's a process. And it's been a huge process for me personally and professionally. Uh, I could feel that, you know, there was some tough feelings there, you know, that some staff didn't see the benefit of me and John L being there. Some staff didn't want us there, you know, but they have to understand the process that we're all human. And if we pull back the layers and understand the backstory to why and how people end up in jail and prison, it's no different from any split second mistake that anybody could make. We're all human. We all have our moments. Whether it's I got mad at my girlfriend and I threw a brick through the window or whether it's something as silly as I know I should have got this headlight fixed and I didn't ignored the ticket. Now I have multiple tickets, had to go spend 30 days in jail. People end up in bad spaces and places for things they can control, things they cannot control, things that are part of their upbringing, things that are part of their lineage, things that are a part of their financial lack. And we should not be judgmental of that. We've all had our moments where, you know what? If I could go back, I would not have done that. If I could go back, I would change that. We don't always end up in jail or prison because of those mistakes, whether somebody didn't see it, whether somebody gave us blessing or gave us some grace, but we're all human and we all need to have a forgiving heart and a forgiving mindset so that we don't ruin people's lives and continue to have them in this revolving door and patterns of jail and prison because it could so easily happen to one of us. You know, one of the things I always say is that education has to be broad-based. It's not just the education for the inmates or participants, but it's the education for us all. That doesn't exclude Sheriff Swanson, the staff, the deputies. That doesn't exclude our policy decision makers or our elected official. That includes everybody in totality because we all have something to learn from this. There's something that can make us all a little bit better at what we do on a daily basis. So that education is very significant and it has to be broad-based for every single person. So to close it out, Percy and Deputy Clark, what is something that you guys wish that the general public knew about incarceration or, you know, incarcerated people? What's a myth that you'd like to bust? I think that the general public thinks that people that go to jail, inmates, whatever you want to call them, are bad people. And I, I think that's a, a total myth, you know. 
people when they're when someone's five years old, they don't they're not sitting there at home saying, I you know, I want to be a heroin addict when I grow up or I want to be a drug dealer when I grow up. Um, but life happens, you know, and I think that people in society need to realize that most people are good, but sometimes life gets hard and uh, you got to understand that and know that at the end of the day, everyone wants to be successful. Uh, it might take five tries or 10 tries, but at the end of the day, everyone wants to be successful. No one wants to be in jail. No one wants to be a, a violent, mean person, but we have to understand that going forward and, uh, and just try to help them get to where they need to be, uh, wherever that may be, you know? Here, here, Deputy Clark. Um, I'll say the same thing that I would hope people in the community understand that people should not be bound to one mistake, one poor choice, two mistakes, two poor choices, et cetera, et cetera. That we all at some point slip on that banana pill in life, but we all can also recover from that slip and not throw people away that give people sometime a second chance for opportunity, a third chance or fourth chance. You know, we've all been there where we needed to say, hey, you know what? I dropped out of college this time. I went back and I went back. Now I have my degree. I changed my major five, six, seven, eight times. I still graduated, you know, so we all have our moments where we struggle. And just because you struggle, it's not the end of the world. And it's not the end of that person. And it still provide opportunities because there's still hope for change. We're all human. Wow. Well, that was a really awesome conversation that we got to have with Percy and Deputy Clark. Yeah, it really was. I feel like I learned so much. And it's so cool to hear yeah. about a program like this existing, like we've said many times before in the episode. <laughs> um, For um, sure. And I'm really curious to see what, you know, you all have to think about the program as well and what your thoughts were on this. Yeah. Um, before we close out, though, I do want to give you all some updates on how Ignite is currently doing because it's really exciting stuff, what they've been up to. Um, so, so far, they've been able to receive roughly $800,000 in funding and have expanded their list of community partnerships. They're also expanding the program out to six more county jails across the country, and about 22 more jails are in the process of implementing this program within their own facility. I personally really think that Ignite is just doing some transformative stuff, and, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see um, how this program and its impact continues to grow. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited for it. Well, that's all we got for you guys. Um, so I guess until season three. Bye. Bye. Women's Health Incarcerated can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. To view our transcripts, learn more information about the intersection between the incarceration system and healthcare, or find different ways that you could get involved, please visit www.winkthemovement.org. That's www.whincthemovement.org.